الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم انا نحن نزلنا الذكر وانا له لحافظون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ان الذي ليس في جوفه شيء من القران كالبيت الخريب او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected mothers and sisters this occasion is an occasion of the khatam of the quran sharif and therefore with the tawfiq of allah taala inshallah we will discuss some things that are relevant to the quran sharif allah tbaraka wa taala has blessed us with innumerable bounties ni'mads but there is nothing that is compared to the ni'mat of the quran majid nothing that is compared to the name of allah tbaraka wa taala once hazrat suleiman alaihi salatu wasalam he was on his throne and it was a ajeeb and a very amazing scene when he would travel on his throne allah taala had given him that throne which would fly in the air and in one day it would cover one month's journey or in one morning it would cover one month's journey and all his army and even the birds and whatever else they would all be part of this entourage now can we imagine this kind of scene the world yet has not the technology has not reached anywhere close to this what allah taala had blessed hazrat sulaiman sallallahu alaihi wasallam but in any case he was one day on the throne with all his people and his army and whatever else and this entire scene of this amazing flying throne and as he was going past some point one simple person standing on the ground saw this and he said subhanallah what a kingdom allah taala has blessed suleiman sallallahu alaihi wasallam with so the winds conveyed this to the ears of suleiman sallallahu alaihi wasallam he heard what was said and he immediately instructed that this throne be brought down that we now need to land here so in any case this throne was brought down they landed as you may call it like the flight lands at some airport so this was not no airport there like a helicopter just lands in some point this entire entourage on this throne everybody is there and this was brought down and suleiman sallallahu alaihi wasallam gave the instruction that that person who made this comment or said something bring him here so they found that person and they brought him he became very concerned very worried perhaps he's done something wrong or did he say or do something that was disrespectful to suleiman sallallahu alaihi wasallam he didn't know what was the purpose of calling him so he came and started excusing himself suleiman sallallahu alaihi wasallam said to him that what did you say when you saw the throne flying he said all i said was subhanallah what a throne allah taala has blessed suleiman sallallahu alaihi wasallam with what a kingdom he has been blessed with 
So as Sallallahu responded and said to him, that this one Subhanallah you just said, when you saw this whole scene and you were so amazed and so taken aback, and you said Subhanallah, that one Subhanallah of yours is greater than the entire kingdom of Suleiman. The entire kingdom of Suleiman cannot compare to the greatness of that Subhanallah that you recited. This kingdom will one day come to an end, but that Subhanallah will continue, the benefit of it will continue. So if one Subhanallah, Subhanallah is one word, Subhanallah, Amma Yasifun, it's one word or two words in the entire Quran Sharif. How many more words are there in the Quran Sharif? How many ayat are there? So can we imagine what is the greatness of the Quran Sharif? This is something which we can never ever be able to grasp the reality of. It's only in the Akhirat when we will see what was achieved for the recitation of one letter, one ayat, one surat, one para. What was achieved for this? Only on that day we will be able to perhaps grasp some extent, to some extent, what the reality of the Qur'an Sharif is. In dunya, it is beyond our comprehension. So, this very great bounty, very great ni'mat, this Qur'an Sharif has rights upon us. It has rights over us. And we are required to fulfill the rights of the Qur'an Sharif. Unfortunately, the Qur'an Sharif is very greatly neglected in this time and age. Previously, the Qur'an Sharif was a part of people's lives. Everybody, without exception, or if not without exception, the, it was a very small minority that would have not been attached to the Qur'an Sharif as such. Otherwise, everybody was attached to the Qur'an Sharif generally. Maybe they didn't have the opportunity to learn the Qur'an Sharif in that expert manner that people have the opportunities nowadays. That fine-tuning of the Tajweed and so on may not have been available to them at that time. We're talking about 30 years ago, 40 years ago, a little bit more maybe 50 years ago. 50 years is far away, even maybe 25, 30 years ago. So they may not have had the opportunity to fine-tune the Tajweed like those opportunities are available now. In every masjid almost, there's a Qari available somewhere who can teach somebody to recite the Qur'an Sharif very well. So they didn't have that opportunity, but the Qur'an Sharif was a very integral part of their lives. Generally, young and old, Qur'an Sharif was something they recited daily, the Qur'an Sharif was something they had the greatest respect for. You would always find that Qur'an Sharif was given the priority in their lives. Unfortunately, this is slipping from us. When it comes to the azmat of the Qur'an Sharif, this is one of the primary rights of the Qur'an Sharif. This is slipping so much. How often the manner in which the Qur'an Sharif is just handled, kept, this is something which is a very, very sad situation. The Qur'an Sharif is kept anyhow. 
it is just left lying around like just some uh, some other book it is just handled like some other book Allah Ta'ala forbid these are things that bring down the wrath of Allah Ta'ala so this is something firstly to understand very well that the right of the Quran Sharif demands utmost respect the Quran Sharif should always be kept on a high place children keep the Quran Sharif in their bags with other books this is totally out of the question totally against the respect of the Quran Sharif the Quran Sharif should always be held with respect, not behind the back in some haversack or swinging on the side. It should be held on the chest. It should be held close to the heart. That is the manner of holding the Quran Sharif. And be kept in a special place. Be kept with respect. Be covered with respect. So the Quran Sharif, the azmat of the Quran Sharif is something that we need to now pay very special attention to and ensure that our children also give it the highest respect people would not even many people would not even open something like for example a newspaper now a newspaper will have pictures in it they won't even open a newspaper in a room where the Quran Sharif is there because you know these pictures will get opened here now that is the respect for the Quran Sharif People will not, now this is part of day-to-day life, person has to change their clothing. They would never do so in a room where the Quran Sharif is visible. Out of respect for the Quran Sharif. Or if there is some page where the name or some ayat is there, some kitab is there, whatever. That would not be left like that. Because now this is disrespect to the name of Allah Ta'ala. So these are things that used to be very, very close to the hearts of people and in the lives of people. That to respect the Qur'an Sharif to the utmost level. And when the Qur'an Sharif is respected in this manner, then the nur and the barakat of the Qur'an Sharif will come. So the first haq and the right of the Qur'an Sharif is azmat. That it be respected tremendously. Obviously there are many rights, that, meaning the rights that we are discussing now. Otherwise the very first right of the Qur'an Sharif is Iman on the Qur'an Sharif itself. But in any case, Azmat is what we are discussing. That a person should be having the full and utmost respect of the Qur'an Sharif. Then the second haq and the right of the Qur'an Sharif that we wish to discuss today is Tilawat. One was the Azmat and the respect the other is Tilawat. Here again, this is a very tragic situation that the Ummat is slipping away from Tilawat of the Quran Sharif. In the previous days, everybody, without fail, Illa MashaAllah, daily they would recite some Quran Sharif. And many people, it was their normal daily mamul that minimum quarter para they would recite, minimum. Many would decide half para, one para, two paras, more than that. Nowadays, days go by, weeks go by, a person sometimes hasn't decided one page of the Quran Sharif. Months go by. The person hasn't held the Quran Sharif, hasn't looked into the Quran Sharif, hasn't decided one page. What are you doing? 
No, well, I'm so busy, very, very busy. What you so busy? You don't have time for the Quran Sharif. No, I have many things to attend to. Among the many, many things that which won't be spoken about is people are so busy nowadays in so many things. They have to go for manicures and pedicures, and Allah knows best. This time has come to cure ourselves from this preoccupation with dunya. Just for the sake of entertaining ourselves with dunya. Whatever is permissible and whatever is within the limits of Shariat and deen, and especially where there is something for the sake of the husband etc. that is all in its place. But this preoccupation for everybody else with dunya, it has become such a thing. The preoccupation with adorning the dunya, adorning our homes and adorning our cars and adorning our everything else and one function after the other, everything has to be done in a super style and to chase after the fashion of dunya, even if that fashion, no matter what it does to us, how it may hurt us, how it may hurt us financially, how it may hurt us physically, how it may corrupt our minds and the minds of others around us, doesn't matter. So much of time also goes in that and what the consequence of that are too doesn't matter. But that all has to happen. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. This is just general advice. It is not that this is something applying to everyone. But these are the things that are generally happening in society. And as a result, there is no time for tilawat. The whole day will go by, the whole week will go by, and sometimes the whole month will go by, and there is no tilawat made. One is the wadaif, ma'amulat, for example, a person is reciting Surah Yasin every morning. Excellent, mashallah. This is a great thing. And we should not get misled by the newfangled ideas that keep coming about that tilawat of, the, uh, of Surah Yasin, there is no basis for this. In the Hadith Sharif, this is mentioned. And that Hadith Sharif is authentic for the purpose for which it is being used to prove the benefit of recitation of Surah Yasin. So don't get caught up in all these newfangled ideas. There are many people who profess a shortcut deen nowadays. Shortcut deen. They keep cutting deen short. Tarawi, only 8 rakats. Cut the other 12 rakats out. Short. Cut it short. So deprive oneself of 12 rakats now. In Ramadan, recitation of Quran Sharif, every letter a person recites, multiplied 10 times. That is out of Ramadan. In Ramadan, multiplied beyond what is the reward of one farz for every letter so you can't even calculate and then if you just recite one page how much somebody recites just surah uh, the alam taratil one nas how many rewards but no no this is now 8 rakats is that's it so take this other 12 rakats cut it short so they're cutting tarawi short then you're starting your day off in the morning with surah yasin wasting time cut it short uh, men, topi, not necessary, cut it short. Everything, cut short deen, cutting deen short, shortcuts. But the shortcut is cutting us short. He's cutting us short of so much good. And Allah forbid on the day of Qiyamah we'll only realize that the shortcut deen way took us, how much it deprived us. So we shouldn't get caught up in all these things. So in any case, somebody is reciting Surah Yasin every morning, mashallah, excellent. But that is part of now a wazifa of the day. Tilawat is something over and above that. That too is tilawat in a sense. 
But that is something that has become part of the daily practice, like a person decides some other adhkar, tasbihat. So likewise a person reciting Surah Yasin, person is reciting the three kuls morning and evening. Otherwise now somebody will say that I'm deciding the three kuls morning and evening, I decide Ayatul Kursi, I decide Aman Rasul. So I'm also making tilawat daily. But that is part of Vodaif and tilawat is something over and above that. So daily there must be a ma'mul, a daily practice of tilawat. If there isn't any daily practice yet, then it should start off immediately. And at least we should bring it to a minimum of a quarter para daily. That's the minimum. And if there is nothing happening yet, we start off with even one page daily. Just one page. After two weeks, make it two pages. After another two, three weeks, make it another additional page. It will take maybe six months by the time it comes to a quarter para. But even if that takes six months to come to a quarter para and is done daily, inshallah, that too is a very great thing. And we will see the barakat and the blessings of the tilawat of the Quran Sharif when it's done daily in our homes. Every other home comes up with these kind of things that there is no peace, there is no sukoon and tranquility, there's always this problem and that problem. Yes, sometimes there are tests and challenges from Allah Ta'ala's side, but often these things come as a result of the lack of the barakat of the Quran Sharif in the home. When there's no barakat of the Quran Sharif in the home, then all these negative influences find their way. So therefore what we need to be very conscious about is to bring the barakat of the Qur'an Sharif alive. Start with tilawat daily. We start off, make sure our children are making tilawat daily. There mustn't be a day that when Qur'an Sharif could be recited and Qur'an Sharif was not recited. So this is the very important aspect of tilawat. We look in the lives of our pious predecessors. Subhanallah, tilawat was such an integral part of their lives. Imam Shaba rahmatullahi great muhaddis of his time, he is on his deathbed and somebody is now crying, he says to them, don't worry, your father has made 4,000 khatams in this room that he is passing away in. In this very room, what else outside was done, that's separate. In this very room, 4,000 khatams of the Quran Sharif over time. One narrator of hadith, Ibn Aoun, Rahmatullah regarding him it is mentioned, for 30 years, for 30 years, daily, he made one khatam of the Quran Sharif. Many people, they still up to this day in time, there are many people in the world, who make one khatam of the Quran Sharif daily. We have a battle reading one page daily, we have a battle reading one kota uh, para daily. There are those who make one khatam of the Quran Sharif daily. And, Many people, not long ago, there was some program that was held here at the Madrasa, sometime last year, and Hazrat Ma Yusuf Muthala Sahib, Damat Barakatum of England, he was down, many others were down. So, the Quran Sharif was being recited, in approximately five hours, he made khatam of the whole Quran Sharif, because this is a daily thing, and when a person keeps doing it daily, then Allah Ta'ala makes it so easy, it starts flowing on the tongue. There were some students here in the madrasa who completed their hymns. So when the students complete their hymns, then the door is made to a point where they are encouraged to recite the entire Quran Sharif, to hamrawe it as we say, to recite it to somebody. The entire Quran Sharif in one day, in one sitting is called, but obviously not in one sitting. They will stop for salah, they will stop a little bit for maybe some eating or something. 
but in the course of one day. So India in the Madrasa, there were several students in the last time that the students were made to recite the entire Quran Sharif. There were several students, almost 14 or 15 of them that did this in one day, in that particular day, besides other groups at other times. But among the 14, 15, there were about 2 or 3 of them that completed the entire recitation in under 9 hours. In about 8 and a half hours or something, there were 3 or 4 students who completed in around that time, between 8 and 9 hours. So between 8 and 9 hours, the recitation of the entire Quran Sharif, they did it. And this is the barakat Allah Ta'ala puts in the recitation when it is something that's done regularly. The fluency develops and it is more than fluency, it's the barakat after that. So this should be something that becomes part and part. When a person neglects reciting Quran Sharif, then it becomes very heavy on the tongue. Now a person after a while, Ramzan came, some other moment came now and a person wants to start reciting and the tongue is just not flowing because Quran Sharif was not being recited daily. And when a person starts reciting, so initially it will be a bit heavy, initially it will be a bit uh, difficult, but when a person perseveres, person continues, makes an effort, puts in the time, like we put in the time for manicures and pedicures and shopping around here and there to look for this and that, things that just are for the sake of some adornment, let us make the effort and put in the time to adorn our hearts with the jewels of Quran Sharif, with the pearls of the ayat of the Quran Sharif, with the glitter of the Quran Sharif. This is something beyond the whole world. The whole world cannot give us what the Quran Sharif will give us. So tilawat of the Quran Sharif, in the lives of our Kabir, even up to now, there are many people who, mashallah, recite great amount of Quran Sharif. We will see what barakat this brings in our home. Make sure that Quran Sharif is recited daily by all our children, by everybody in the home. There is daily tilawat of the Quran Sharif. And our children who are in madrasa, we should ensure that it is not just something that's for madrasa. That the day that they are in madrasa, then they must recite Quran Sharif, they must learn. And if it's a weekend, if it is holidays, then this doesn't apply. No, then we have defeated the whole objective. Quran Sharif is being taught so that it becomes part and parcel of a person's life. And the parents are the ones who are required to now apply this to ensure that Qur'an Sharif is recited daily. So, this is the second rite of the Qur'an Sharif, the tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif. First was azmat, and then is tilawat. And then, the rite of the Qur'an Sharif in terms of amal bil Qur'an, practicing on the Qur'an Sharif. This is obviously the thing that will take a person ahead. Somebody learns the Qur'an Sharif, they became Hafiz of the Qur'an Sharif, they became Alim of the Qur'an Sharif, somebody has learned Tafsirs. But if a person doesn't practice on the Qur'an Sharif, then that Qur'an will become a testimony against that person on the day of Qiyamah. That will be now double trouble. So the biggest thing and the most important thing is Amal Bil Qur'an. And this is not something that is confined and restricted to somebody that may be a Hafiz of the Qur'an Sharif, somebody who may be an Alim, somebody who has learned Tafsir. No, this is applying to every Muslim, because every Muslim knows the message of the Qur'an Sharif in terms of what is halal, what is haram, what is farz, what is wajib. The basic knowledge that we have all received via the maktab, via the talks of the ulama kiram via the literature that is authentic. So we know what 
namaz is farz five times a day. We all know that. We all know that the Quran Sharif speaks about fasting. When is fasting compulsory? We all know the Quran Sharif speaks about Say to the believing woman, they must lower their gazes. They must not look around at anything that is impermissible, at non-mahrams. So this means they should not intermingle with non-mahrams, etc. So this is the command of the Quran Sharif we all know about. We've heard about it numerous times. But what is the extent of amal? Azwaja mutahharat Allah Ta'ala addresses them as a lesson for the whole mankind that will come after them. That I'm addressing those people who nobody after them can be as pure as them. Nobody after them can reach their rank. And Allah Ta'ala addresses the Azwaj Mutaharat that that Allah Ta'ala addresses the Sahaba Ikram that if you have to ask of any necessity from the azwaj mutahharat the pure and noble wives of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, if you have to ask them for something also, though in one sense they are your mothers, they are ummahatul mu'mineen, but at the same time they are your non-mahrams, they are not your mahrams. So even if you have to ask these pure personalities for something, you will do so from behind the curtain behind the veil, you will not directly interact even out of genuine need. So if the azwaj mutahharat the ummahatul mu'mineen, and the sahabai kiram, those band, that band of people who there won't be anybody purer than them ever to come after them. Nobody will be able to reach the, close to the rank, won't be able to, as we say, smell their dust also. They are far beyond what we can even imagine when they are being given this command, then what about the rest of the ummah? So anybody makes some kind of excuse about it, he's just lying. That this is something that doesn't apply to them. It's just all shaitan. So now this is amal bil Qur'an. To bring this into the life of a person, this is amal bil Qur'an. And this is the right of the Qur'an Sharif. That we practice upon all the commands of the Qur'an Sharif. The Qur'an Sharif speaks about haya. And Allah Ta'ala describes this haya by means of the incident of the daughters of Shaykh Ali Salatu Wasalam when they came to call Musa Ali Salatu Wasalam وَجَاءَتْهُ إِحْدَاهُمَا تَمْشِي عَلَى اسْتِحْيَا So all these details are there in the Qur'an Sharif. Now haya has to become a part and parcel of our lives. Haya in our dressing. What is the dressing that is adopted? Nowadays, this is something that has become a real issue that such dressing the ummah is going into, the women of the ummah are going into, that one can only just seek Allah Ta'ala's protection from azab coming down. Because this is, shamelessness is such a thing that draws down the azab of Allah Ta'ala. Governments will exist even with kufr. As a respite from Allah Ta'ala, in dunya, a government can exist even if there is, it's being run by people who are disbelievers. But, even if Muslims are running it, but if two things creep into them, then 
it will get snatched away from them. One is injustice and the other is shamelessness. Then it will go. Sooner or later it will go. It will get toppled. But if there is justice and there is shame and modesty, then in dunya, even a government will continue despite that kufr. But provided there is justice and there is shame and modesty. So what the lesson in all this is, that to bring haya alive, which is the command of the Quran Sharif, and this is the right of the Quran Sharif, that we make amal on the Quran. So the Quran Sharif is giving us the lesson of haya. So haya in everything, haya in our eyes, that we lower our gazes, haya in our voices, فَلَا تَخْضَعْنَ بِالْقَوْلِ Allah Ta'ala says, don't speak to any non-mahram out of when out of sheer need, out of sheer necessity, somebody has to speak to a non-mahram. It may be anybody. It might be one's brother-in-law. Out of sheer need, from behind the veil, a person is now talking. But then to Allah Ta'ala says, فَلَا تَخْضَعْنَ بِالْقَوْلِ Don't speak in an alluring tone. In other words, deliberately make the voice unattractive. Deliberately make the voice Distractive, not attractive, distractive, make it unattractive. فَلَا تَخْضَعْنَ بِالْقَوْلِ Don't speak in alluring tones. So, all this is the command of the Qur'an Sharif, just as the Qur'an Sharif commands with Salah, the Qur'an Sharif commands with Zakat, with fasting, with Hajj, with all the other various laws of Deen. These are also the laws of the Qur'an Sharif. The aspect of the gaze being lowered, is the law of the Qur'an Sharif. The aspect of not having any, any intermingling from maintaining this curtain and this veil, al hijab, the law of the Qur'an Sharif. Of not speaking in alluring tones, the law of the Qur'an Sharif. Of haya, and haya is a comprehensive thing. Haya in uh, the aspect of dressing especially. Haya for Allah Ta'ala. Haya for the angels. One person asked Nabi Wasallam that if I am in privacy and if I am not fully covered, meaning the part of the body that should be covered generally, so the satar etc. I am not fully covered. So obviously within the home there is certain leniency, but there are certain limits to it, there are certain levels to that decency that needs to be still maintained. Now the person is asking that I am in privacy, so what is the limit here? That if I am not now covered, Nabi Islam says that Allah Ta'ala is more deserving of haya. Now haya with Allah Ta'ala. So out of, uh, without necessity, now this is something to be maintained. Now this is what is the Quran Sharif giving us this lesson in general? Then there are so many lessons in the Quran Sharif. Now all these things are to be brought alive in the Ummat, in our homes, in our families, in the Ummat. The dressing that will be conducive to Haya, whether the dressing is for when somebody else is in the home, some visitors have come, or though we are alone in our own time, but there are certain levels of decency. Some people feel that indoors is something else and outdoors is something else. Indoors, all the body-hugging garments and the tight-footing clothes, 
and the jeans and the tops, whether it is part of dayway or nightway, it's all fine. Uh, it's not outdoors. And outdoors, well, you put the a bar on top of it and carry on. You wear the cloak. So now this is like saying that indoors I'm somebody else and outdoors I'm somebody else. Indoors, don't talk about that part. Yes, outdoors I'm a Muslimah. Outdoors I'm a Ummati of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Outdoors I'm somebody that conforms to Shariat and Deen. Indoors, I follow the Yahud and Nasara. Indoors, I follow the West. So, why must they be this double standard? Why must they be our grandmothers also lived in this dunya. Our great-grandmothers also lived in this dunya. Our mothers who might be beyond the age of, well, have grown elderly, they are also living in this dunya. But they didn't see any need for all these kind of things. Their life carried on quite peacefully and happily. So, why has this suddenly now kept in that, well, outside is something else and inside is something else. On top is the sunnat and inside is the bid'at. On top is modesty and inside the jeans and the tops and everything else will carry on. So this, are we Muslims outside and inside something else? Or everything has to conform to the way of Rasulullah So these are all the lessons of the Quran Sharif, the lessons of the ahadith of Nabi So the hukuk of the Quran Sharif are many. And one of the most important hukuk and the Rights of the Qur'an Sharif is Amal Bil Qur'an. Practicing on the Qur'an Sharif. Practicing on all the commands. On all the things that pertain to our ibadat. That pertain to our mu'amalat. Our monetary dealings. Pertain to mu'asharat. Our social life. How we relate and how we interact with our parents. With our children. With our families. With our relatives. Maintaining family ties. Joining family ties forgiving, then all these aspects of forgiveness, etc., which pertain to our akhlaq, the Qur'an Sharif is filled with these lessons as well. So our akhlaq is also in order that we are now bringing our akhlaq in line with the commands of the Qur'an Sharif. Then we are fulfilling this right of the Qur'an Sharif. Otherwise, without this, then we are lacking tremendously in a very important facet. So these are the rights of the Qur'an Sharif that should be brought alive. The primary thing we discussed about, firstly was Azmat, the respect of the Qur'an Sharif. Let us go and reflect at home. Let us go and see how is the Qur'an Sharif kept. Where is it kept? Is that the best way that we could have kept it? Is that the best place that we could have kept it? If not, then we need to rectify it. We need to better it. We need to give it that special attention, that special respect and honor. And let us take the time and effort to do it. Let us put that interest in it to get it done right. Then, the tilawat of the Quran Sharif. Let us now, while sitting right here, right now, make this firm intention, this resolve. Everyone knows, okay, I am reading two pages a day, but I need to increase it. So let us make the decision now, how much? From tomorrow, from today in fact, what am I going to now make this effort to recite? If there is nothing, what start I am going to make? From today, not tomorrow. When something is going to be decided to be done today, then it will inshallah start. If it is left for tomorrow, then it is like that one sign that is sometimes found in some shops. Cash today, credit tomorrow. So a person comes there today, he wants to ask for credit. So he sees that sign there now, that sign says, cash today, credit 
tomorrow. Now when he comes tomorrow, the same sign is there. And that same sign is saying to him, cash today, credit tomorrow. So till Qiyamah, that tomorrow won't come. So let us not say tomorrow, let us say today. And let us make sure that before the end of today, we have fulfilled what we have said. And if somebody has the tawfiq, they will even say now. So in any case, the thing is to make a decision now. That as of today, I will be reciting so much Quran Sharif daily. And with the target to increase it minimum a quarter para daily. This is the bare minimum. A quarter para daily. And over and above that we should still try to target for more. The right of the Quran Sharif is that at least two khatams of the Quran Sharif are made in the course of the year apart from Ramadan Sharif. Apart from Ramadan, at least two khatams. So, if a person is making minimum quarter para daily, they will complete almost three khatams. That, but that is the bare minimum now we should target for. And the more, the better. And then the Amal Bil Quran, for that, let us now make this resolve that we will take mashwara from the ulama kiram Whoever we have confidence in, we are comfortable taking the direction and guidance from through our maharams, through our husbands, but we will not decide on our own what to do. Many a times, many things seem fine. Many things seem, as we say, okay. Or, the general phrase that is often used by almost everybody sometime or the other, what's wrong with it? So what's wrong with it, the ulama will tell us. And we will have to follow, and if we follow, then we will get safely across to Jannat, inshallah. We refer to those who are experienced, who have, whose, whose knowledge and whose taqwa is well known, and we refer to them, and inshallah will get truly guided. And there are many, many such people in our communities and in our vicinities, but we need to make the effort. So via our mahrams, via our husbands, we will inquire some things that are straightforward, it's straightforward, we know it, it, what it is, but from time to time there are things which may not be as clear as daylight, and we assume it to be something. So we will not start assuming anything anymore, we will refer it to the Ulamai Kiram, inquire from them, and take their direction and guidance, then we will be inshallah fulfilling this right of Amal Bil Qur'an. And this will make life very easy for us, because we will be continuing without confusion, without getting caught up in deviations, without getting caught up in things that will look right, but inside which there is a lot of damage and harm that can come. So, these are the rights of the Qur'an Sharif that we need to fulfill. May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give me and all of us a tawfiq. Allah ta'ala accept the khatam of the Qur'an Sharif that has taken place. Allah ta'ala accept all that have been involved in this in whichever way, to whatever extent, even those who just made dua, those who have, and in every khatam of the Qur'an Sharif, and in the general talim of the Qur'an Sharif that is taking place, whether at this madrasa, or at any madrasa, all those who have attached themselves to the Qur'an Sharif in some way or the other. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala accept one and all. Allah ta'ala grant us all the blessings and the barakat of the Qur'an Sharif. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala make it a means of hidayat and guidance for all. Allah ta'ala grant the blessings in dunya also and the everlasting blessings in the akhirat. Wa akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. 
اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل عواقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما وجعلنا للمتقين إماما وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف المعاد اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان وحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعسيان واجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم أرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه إله العالمين يا الله وموس مرسفل موس كائن موس غريشيس موس لذين الله إله العالمين يا الله you forgive us يا الله forgive all our major and minor sins يا الله إله العالمين يا الله with the barakat of the khatam of the Quran شريف يا الله we are begging your forgiveness for ourselves for our families for our relatives for our friends for the entire ummat of Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم إله العالمين يا الله show down your رحمة on the ummat يا الله show down your مغفرة on the ummat يا الله الله remove the suffering of the ummat يا الله إله العالمين يا الله remove the oppression from the ummat يا الله الله remove the poverty and hunger from the ummat يا الله الله remove all the hardships and difficulties from the ummat يا الله الله remove the situations of war from the ummah ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah ya allah grant hidayah to one and all ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah keep us on sirat mustaqim ya allah allah take us on sirat mustaqim ya allah keep us on sirat mustaqim ya allah allah keep us on iman grant us iman kamil ya allah allah take us on iman kamil ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah ya allah grant us the tawfiq of reciting the quran sharif daily ya allah give us the tawfiq of making complete azmat and having full respect for the quran sharif ya allah allah give us the tawfiq of making amal on the quran sharif ya Allah. Fill our lives, fill our hearts with the barakat and the nur of the Quran Sharif, Ya Allah. Fill our homes with the barakat of the nur of the Quran Sharif, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, light our hearts up, light our houses up, light our homes up. Ya Allah, light our lives up with the barakat of the Quran Sharif, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant the tawfiq and hidayah to one and all, Ya Allah. To give up all the evils and all the sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from reading all the things that are futile, Ya Allah. For all the things that are destructive and harmful, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, protect us from getting reading novels, Ya Allah. Protect us from reading all these magazines and newspapers, Ya Allah. Give us a tawfiq of reciting Quran Sharif, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give us a very strong bond with the Quran Sharif, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you guide us to all that which you are pleased with, Ya Allah. Enable us to live our lives in Ya Allah, in accordance to your commands, Ya Allah. Grant us the tawfiq of following the way of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Grant us the love of the sunnah, Ya Allah. Grant us the love of the way of life of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, save us from the ways of Yahud and Nasara, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from the slavery of the fashions of the West, Ya Allah. Save us from the slavery of the ways of the West, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, out of your mercy and kindness, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who are sick, give them shifai, kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Ya Allah, all those who are in any difficulties and hardships, remove 
COVID with afiyat, ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who have passed away, fill their qabrs with noor, ya Allah. Grant them the highest stages in the akhirat, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin at the time of awad, they take us with the kalima, la ilaha illallah. Muhammadur Rasulullah. Ya Allah, take us on iman kamil, ya Allah. Take us on tawbatan nasuh, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, those who have passed away, ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant them a full share of the barakat of whatever has taken place, ya Allah. Ya Allah, especially, ya Allah, Hazrat Muhammad Yusuf, rahmatullah alayhi. Ya Allah, fill his qabr with noor, ya Allah. Even the high stages in the akhirat, ya Allah. Ya Allah, keep the sawab jariya and sadaqah jariya continuing for him till qiyamah, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us a tawfiq, ya Allah. Ya Allah, of doing all that pleases you, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah. Enable us to, ya Allah, fulfill, ya Allah, all that you are pleased with, ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from everything that you are displeased with, ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us the best of dunya and the best of akhirat, ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'udhu بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه أجمعين والحمد لله العالمين